Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. I don't mind you coming here. Wasting Afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Happy Tuesday to you, man! I just had uh, oh Wheeler's back. Hi, hey Wheeler. Hi. Uh, I just made him feel really uncomfortable. Uh, I was telling them about Drew Barrymore uh, freaking out Oprah because she was interviewing her and she grabbed her hand and she pulled it tight to her chest and it's like everyone's talking about how cringy and creepy and uh it's on right now but i did it to wheeler i'm like hey let me show you wheeler and <laughs> and i could feel him tense up so oh no that was happiness it was an attraction I don't is care. that what it was i, know, I, I mean, haven't felt that in a long time you know me no big deal i bet kevin has never hugged anybody except for his wife he only does fist bumps i bet no i'm, the, I'm, a, I'm a, I, I like the, i like the bro hug i like the handshake bring it in pat on the back that that's what i like Thank God they invented that. I know. Right? It's not so formal. It's, it's nice not such a, a commitment. Between, yeah, yes. Yeah, I yeah. Yes. I care about you more than just like a fist bump. Right. But I don't need to have two arms wrapped around your body. <laughs> but me, it's okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm okay, just talking good. about in general. Good, good. I start with the butt tap. Yeah. Good game. Good game. I just had- Do you do the backhand or the forehand? Both. One of each. At the same time. You got two buns. At the same time. No need to waste them. I just had the best instant karma self own when I was walking uh, down the hallway. Uh, it was uh, Wiggins who filled in uh, yesterday, and I guess he's filling in for Annie, and he did a segment, and he goes, It's called like Best Serve Cold. And uh, I'm pouring my soda, and I'm feeling very self important, and I'm like, uh, I remember being a baby broadcaster back when I had to have segments with names on them, and you couldn't just talk for four hours and be funny and intellectual. Then I come in here, and I'm like, okay, I got the free-for-all, and then I have your way to Kevin. Think tank. <laughs> Trish is coming in at two, so that's Trishmas. Uh, Trishmas. I was just like. Oh, yeah, two at two on like, Friday. You're so yeah, yeah. full of crap. It's so funny. Sweet 16. <laughs> I am innovative. If anything, yeah. we could benefit from more snazzy names. Yeah. 
yeah. for our segments. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> great stuff. Yeah. I was really, man, I was I was feeling pretty self-important there for a minute. That's funny. It's yeah. like that that feels like the equivalent of the story I told you where I was turning right to go onto the highway and the guy crossed I had the green light and the guy was crossing the street, you know, same he was going uh west, I was going east. I'm turning right onto the highway and I'm looking at him like, dude, what are you doing? I almost hit him with my car. I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, man. You know, I'm trying to go here. I got the green light. And then I get halfway up the ramp and I realize, oh, he was right. Because <laughs> he's the pedestrian. Yeah, he had yeah. the right away. Yeah. I was wrong. I'm stupid. Rach and I took a little spin around the uh, the building and we were going across the crosswalk and there was a white SUV coming at us pretty quickly and uh, like, well, we're in the crosswalk, we're in the crosswalk, and it just did not slow down, so we kind of quickened our pace, and it was a cop. <laughs> and uh, I told Rage, I'm like, I, I'd go out that way. That'd be fine, right? Get like, getting hit, by, hit a, by a cop. A cruiser. In downtown right. St. Louis. Downtown St. Louis in a crosswalk. And then I said, I wonder if they'd have, like, a vigil for me. And, and Rage goes, yeah, and everyone would wear a monkey mask. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Are we serving chocolate bananas? I swear to God, like... Death, which I think about way too much, even for me, between like uh, deathbed surrounded by loved ones and just, you know, going out in the classic way or something super weird and funny. Like I'll take I would honestly take super weird and funny in a heartbeat. Uh, What if we got run over by the Wienermobile? Yeah, Nick that'd and I be saw pretty that good. Coming yeah. back from KU, I've seen it a bunch. Why man. is it so fun and special? <laughs> I don't know. I'm 59. Why is it? So, it's just so fun. I think Andrew went and visited it because it was at like a Schnooks <laughs> parking lot, <laughs> <and all. laughs> which is what makes Andrew Andrew. Hot dogs. <laughs> Wait, this one. No. I think we could get him a side gig at, at the ballpark if he wanted it. The hot dog guy. Uh, I think he'd. He'd be skimming them off the top. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure he's the guy who wants to in charge of hot dogs. Where's our inventory? Yeah, exactly. You started with 100 hot dogs. It says you sold 40, and yet yep. there's... They call that shrink. <laughs> that is honestly one of my favorite stories ever when Andrew was trying to flirt with Ranji. Oh, yeah. And yeah. his opening move was... I love uh, coming to the ballpark in these suites. You can eat as many hot dogs as you want. No one can notice. Yeah, how do I impress this guy I want to be friends with? Hmm. What I what I didn't have the heart to tell him was, we all knew. Yeah, I, we. Yeah. I know how many hot dogs you've had. I've been counting. <laughs> Here's a. You know what way I uh, I think about uh, ways to die that really creep me out. And here's one that I think maybe is super weird. Um, Getting caught up in the gears of something big, oh like a goodness. like the boat, like a you know the like a combine, boats. yeah, like a combine, or like or the like you chipper. see the big engines, the inside, the working engines of a you know of a ship. So you're in like, like a little ship and you get too close yeah, and you but they get, get sucked up into up the machinery. <laughs> I'm afraid of that too. Did I tell you that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Did yeah, you yeah, think yeah. she was just like a <laughs> yeah. mind reader? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Roger, you have that fear it's... too? Over the weekend, he sent us a picture of a little boat next to a big boat. <laughs> oh, it was choppy picture, waves. Oh, video, oh my yeah. God. Oh, my God. I feel so bad. <laughs> You guys aren't afraid of that getting caught up in gears like a big um, machine. I guess no. I've never I mean, been around that many gears to where it's yeah. turned yeah. into a fear. It's not like yeah. a common it, thing. No, I guess not. I, It'd be I, like uh, getting put into a wood chipper. I worked right. on very few giant clocks. So. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but you know what? Uh, I mean, I do picture ways of dying that I will never be confronted with. So it's, you know, same kind of thing. Like, like what? Uh, you got one you can think of? Yeah, like the guy who died upside down in the cavern. Oh, ah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm never going to... I'm not going to do Engine Joe's cave at Six Flags, much no, less no. crawl down a snake hole, so I'm safe from that. I can't even watch 127 hours, and all that guy did was cut off his arm. That stuff makes me, eh, that's not good. Well, good start to the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about death. We should, uh, Merry Christmas. We have a segment <laughs> name for this. <laughs> Merry Christmas. How are you going to die? <laughs> How did you spend your day off? Uh, doing nothing except going to Costco. I got to tell you something. You have that a real place, love hate. I do. No, no. I, I love going there. And I've never, I, I think I was saying this to you guys before. I don't think I've ever had a problem with the actual Costco, like with any of the employees or the products or anything. They're, they're amazing. They're like, they're just clockwork. It's everybody there that I hate. Mm, yeah. Like it, I don't know what it is about that place more than any other place I go. Like I go to Target, I go to grocery stores and all that. I, never. I, What's the behavior? <laughs> The people act like they're the only ones in the place. And it's probably 80% of the people at Costco have no awareness of what's happening around them. They just stop in the middle of the aisle like, oh, sample. And then they stop right there in the middle. And like, I, I, I was going. I wanted to keep going. Why are you stopping? Or the people that walk double wide down the aisles. like, And no awareness. I'm like, I'm behind them going. <laughs> Like making noise, and they're just oblivious to anybody being around them. Like, are you ever like that? Like anybody in this room, are you ever completely oblivious to the fact that you are surrounded by other people? When I am, I realize it really quickly. Me too. I catch it very fast. And I apologize as if I had just killed their child. (laughs) Like, like if I'm walking or you know, going down, you know, uh, the aisle at Schnooks, and I'm like, oh, I forgot beans, and I turn around real quick and run into someone, I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, I am so sorry. This guy yesterday was like, stopped blocking the end of an aisle with his entire cart on the phone, just sitting there having a conversation next to the samples cart, and then there's a line around that. Everybody's trying to get to the samples, and this guy's not moving. So I'm like walking up, walking up, and my cart, I didn't ram him even though I wanted to. I really wanted to ram That's the car, good. and I did not, but I put it up so close that they were basically touching, and he looks at me like I'm an idiot. I'm like, bro. He's like, dude, stop trying to he kiss just, my cart with your yeah, car. Yeah, he just keeps, he gives me this look like, what's wrong with you, buddy? And I'm like, you can, I'm like waving, you can move to another place that's not oh. I love Rachel congratulating you for avoiding confrontation. <laughs> yeah. For not yeah. getting Good violent. Job. I was definitely getting ready for bumper cars. You know what though? That's the Like, sa- oh, sorry, didn't see you. That is the same exact person as left lane needs to make a right and does it oh, anyway. Oh, yeah. Does it anyway. Yeah. Squeezes in front of your car and the car maybe next to you just so they can make the right cuz they're too close to the intersection and they forgot. Oh. Same people. Would you guys agree that like that move, the whole I'm going to cut across multiple lanes of traffic so I don't miss my turn is the stupidest thing? It's so dumb. Like not only and are you're you, dumb if you do it, not only are you risking yourself for a meaningless turn, but you're risking other people because you're stopping traffic and it's going to cause some problems. Just keep going. Find a place to turn around and come back. It's going to cost you but one minute. Wheels, they're more important than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're also... Uh, they're also just as much of a target as anyone else when they're stopped in the middle of a road. Like When people do things like that, uh, I'm not a big road rager, but I, I fantasize it. that I can make them crash with my mind. 
you know, like oh boy, if I could just tumble, just roll your vehicle. Yeah, oh, yep, man, that's a good thing we don't have telepathic powers. I mean, we humans, because that would be really bad. If you could make that happen, if people could make that stuff happen, we'd all be dead. I wish there was a technology that I could deliver a message to the inside of your car yeah. yes, from me mine. Too. Me too. I've, been, I've been dreaming of that since yeah. I was sixteen. There should be a way where you can just radio in and be like, hey, you need to learn how to drive. Yeah. Thanks. You're very what stupid. What if we all, when you get your license, you're given 10 of these. And at any time during your life, you can use one and it you you just like push a button and it disables someone's car. Oh. <laughs> how, how quickly would you blow through oh, your 10? I'd have three left. I see, you would? Yeah, I'd have three probably. I'd have been dumb when I was 16. <laughs> no, Because I, I knew like, I had a whole future ahead of me of dumb drivers, Kevin. I'm like the monkey pushing the button for the cookie. Yeah. Is that they, a thing? I don't know. They put, don't they get treats? That's not how they trained them. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just said that so authoritatively. Somebody like do the that. Monkey pushing a button to get a cookie. Yeah, they well, learn that never... if they push that button, they get some treat and then they keep doing it. Kevin's never said anything like he wasn't sure of himself. Well, that's, that's a good true. point. No, that's a good point. You got to sell it. You do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're not sure of yourself, who's going to be sure of you? <laughs> oh, other people, man. <laughs> I have faith in you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 121 DGS. Uh, Wheels just said that, uh, who was it, the guy in parliament? Yeah, it was a member of the uh, Polish parliament. Just took a fire extinguisher to a menorah in parliament. So I'm not conflating this, but it reminded me of this story. It just came out within the last hour. Uh, Joe Biden has said, uh, I'm going to get the quotes here, about Israel to Netanyahu. This is the most conservative government in in, in Israel's history. Uh, and Israel does not want a two-state solution. And that you are losing support around the world and that basically they were on thin ice with America, that they need to, that he needs to get a hold of his government 
make it less conservative uh, and uh, stop making people around the world hate Israel or we were going to start pulling back is basically what he's saying. Really surprising. I mean, that's what a change. Literally like within a month. Yeah, I'm looking at the story, too. It looks like he's called it indiscriminate bombing of Gaza, which is the main problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, the, the government has lost a ton of support. It, uh, oh, not the just people, here. the citizens of Israel are not a fan of this government. Oh, no, they weren't uh, leading up to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, they were protesting in the hundreds of thousands within the last year, just people taken to the streets. Yeah. Because I know one of the things that Netanyahu was doing was targeting the judicial, trying to bring more political control over the, their judicial system. And that's what people were like, oh, no, 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 no. That's the, These are supposed to be separate for a reason. And they, I mean, again, hundreds of thousands of people took to the street. They are not supporters of of their government at this point, at least a large percentage. I don't know what it is, but it seems well, like a pretty large it, number. It, unless it's changed in the last couple of weeks, I think <clears throat> as soon as this military campaign is over, the numbers were that they, the people want them gone. Yeah. But well, I guess they're also they, blaming that his the, the, government for October not catching 7th. it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you have to, right? Yeah. Especially since it came out that they, their intelligence agency knew a year ago that they had this plan that it was called the Jericho Wall. They had the detailed uh, movements that Hamas was planning to do. And the head of Israeli security said, don't worry about it. There's, they can't do they it. They can't do it. There's no way yeah. they can pull this off. And then a month before... Uh, a female intelligence person, I'm just saying that because that's the way it was reported, uh, said, I'm seeing activity that leads me to believe that they're about to do this. And once again, they said, yeah, take it easy. Go have a cup of coffee. There's no way they can pull this off. So there's a, there's a lot of blame to go around over there. Yeah. And, and I don't I, I think most people who have any sort of intelligence whatsoever are not confusing Israeli people for the Israeli government and what they're doing now. Right. But it's it's very difficult to be an observer from somewhere else, whether you live close in the Middle East or if you live here. It's very difficult to watch millions of people who live in, in Gaza be told, hey, vacate your house, move south. Oh, that's not good for you either. Better find a place to go. Meanwhile, we're just bombing the hell out of everything. And yes, they are responding to Hamas and trying to wipe them out. And I fully get that, which they should do it. But it's very difficult to watch them do it in the manner they're doing it and not think, is that a little much or is this the wrong way to do it? Because you're killing a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And what was the number from last week? They said they were happy with the two to one ratio. Yeah, the guy, uh, the guy with the big giant jawline, uh, one of the spokespeople the, for Israel, for IDF, yeah. yes, said that it was tremendously positive. That they're that killing, was his quote. That they're killing two, two civilians citizens, for every yes. one Hamas. He That's came, he came back later and see, I don't, I don't know, but he came back later and basically said, in every uh, urban war, the ratios have been worse than this. In other words, I know this sounds bad. But this is actually pretty good for urban warfare and apologize for saying tremendously positive. But once it's out there, it's out there. So, yeah, it's really interesting how, you know, he can say that. And I'm sure that's true, that this is better than most urban warfare. But the thing is, is you have the eyes of so many millions of billions of people on you at this point. You can't really do what worked in the past 
we're just so much more engaged. We have social media. We have firsthand accounts. Things that were acceptable in the past because not everyone could see them are no longer acceptable. And and I think that there are people that just can't like get with that program or are unwilling to. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, mean it goes, how, it how goes different, for everything. How different is any of this from the operations we conducted in Iraq and Afghanistan? It's not. They're, they're not. I know. But, that's my point. Is But you're right about the time changing. And, and even Biden, uh, apparently Biden said to Netanyahu behind closed doors, like, yeah, don't make the same same mistakes we made after 9-11. There was no reason there needed to be a war in Afghanistan. This is according to Rutgers. So I, mm. I don't know. This is a, a closed-door meeting they had. But, I mean, even he's acknowledging, like, yeah, the United States made some choices that we shouldn't have made. So let's not repeat. Things are changing quick. Uh, Zelensky, everyone I think knows, was on Capitol Hill today and had a meeting. And a couple of Republicans walked out during the meeting. And Republicans are... Uh, laying it down and saying, okay, uh, we're happy to keep funding you, but we're going to have to also fund uh, the southern border with Mexico and uh, no deal unless that's done. So it's the typical politics. I'm not sure who's in the right or who's going to win this win, but it's getting weird. It is. It's getting very weird, and it's 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 uncomfortable now that you have uh, Putin saying that this is great. This is great. We— we this has been reported today that they believe because of the pause in the military support and the fighting that's going on without our government, they think that we're completely or Ukraine is completely going to lose Western support because of this. And he thinks it's a great thing. Meanwhile, he has lost three hundred and fifteen thousand soldiers, which probably means nothing to him. Oh, I really, he doesn't I really care. believe that. I don't think oh, no, I don't he think he has a cell in his body that other than uh, being useful as weapons. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it, it moves him. At He's all. a bad person. Yeah. I mean, think about this. We lost just less than 60,000 in Vietnam. And look at the political ramifications from that. Look at what happened back on the home front. Look at the protests and the anti-war movement and how all of that eventually ended up making us pull out. Uh, but that that's, I mean, again, 60,000 is a huge number. It is. That's five times that. Oh, and by the way, his biggest political rival is missing now. Oh. Can't find him. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. One thirty six DGS. Trish Gazelle coming in, top of the hour. Uh, Story to Kevin coming up. We have a think tank with uh, Judge Frawley and Ian Mackey. Uh, lighten things up. Uh, sports question for you guys. Mason Wynn, given what we know right now, of course, it's going to be a big deal what happens in Jupiter, but what we know right now, do you think uh, he will be and should be the starting shortstop? The second part is the hard part to answer um, as far as whether he should be, because that that comes down to what we see in spring. Um, He's still really young. He didn't have a good time at the plate in the major leagues. I mean, he really struggled, but a month, you know, the old, there's an old uh, scouts cliche, like don't fall in love in March or September. Well, 
you're kind of forced to in this mm-hmm. case, <laughs> one way or the other. Not forced to, but um, that's their plan. I think he will be the shortstop, barring a a struggle in spring training. Who would it be um, if not? Would they do Tommy Edmond? Edmond, okay. yeah, Tommy Edmond, which would mean at this point it would mean Dylan Carlson in center field. Um, so essentially, that's the competition in spring training is Carlson versus Win because Edmond's going to play and everyone else is basically locked in. You know, yeah. Gorman and Donovan will probably move around. Mm-hmm. Gorman will play, you know, will DH and play second and maybe occasionally third when. Or on auto DHs or whatever. Um, so I think the there are there are eight spots, eight players that are settled in. The question is whether Wynn performs well enough. And I know that's what the team would want. They want him to be the shortstop. He's the dynamic defensive shortstop. He brings speed. He's got up, uh, upside, like offensive potential to be a really good offensive player. And he's become that in the minors. But I, he can't stink in spring training and still be the opening day shortstop. I wouldn't think. If he, yeah, if he's really bad, um, the last thing you want to do is then throw him into a situation where he's the guy every day, because I think you could probably screw him up mentally a little bit. I mean, he'll be 22. Yeah. When the season starts, that is very young. But my mindset would be if he's if he's reasonably okay, let him just you know let him play because the the sooner he gets started, yeah. the more reps he gets, the earlier he gets those reps the sooner you'll find out if he's really good or is not. Is there a comparison analogy to Jordan Walker last year? Do you feel like the Cardinals did the right thing with Jordan Walker or we kind of got lucky even though we threw him into the deep end and he didn't do so well to start? I mean, they were in a position where you almost had to do it because of how great he was in the spring. It would look like it, it, they don't care about the appearance, I don't think, but he showed a lot of the things you need to show to be a major league player when he was working in spring in spring training. When you're talking about appearance, I think you're talking about to fans. Con- but, but the appearance, I think, to players is more important. If you tell the them, hey, spring, yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Tell the, you tell the clubhouse, spring training matters, and this is where you can prove yourself. And then a guy does that, and you're like, well, it matters. <laughs> but yeah. that guy. Yeah, well, except you for get, him. You get into the whole, like, and this is, again, not about fans, but, but about the players. You know the I, the p- potential for the appearance of service time manipulation. That you too. know somebody's yep. ready, but we're not going to bring him up, and they're going to say, "Well, you're not bringing him up because you don't want him to start the free agency clock." So, but I agree with Raj. It's the internal impression of those things that matters way more than what we think. But it's 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 an interesting spot. I mean, when Mo was asked about it, he he li- he listed their ideal lineup as Mason Wynn at shortstop, hmm. and that is the ideal. He's a much better defensive shortstop than Tommy Edmond is. Tommy Edmond is adequate at shortstop. He's phenomenal at second base, and it looks like he's actually really good in the outfield, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he he was really good in center field. Um, but what Wynn has as a huge huge advantage is he's got a little more range side to side. He has kind of Aussie vibes. Yeah, but he yes, he's got the he's got the explosiveness, and he's got one of the best position player arms in the entire sport. I mean, he throws the ball across Likes the diamond to show 100 it off miles too. an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I kind of dig. Yeah, and you know what, though? In the minors... It's not like he made a lot of errors. He was no. fairly consistent, and his offense in AAA last year was really good. Like, if he could do that, you'd be like, oh, my God, we have an all-star in our hands. Uh, that doesn't always translate, and it certainly doesn't always translate right away, as we saw in September. But there's no question that's the desire. I mean, he's your be- he gives you your best defensive infield, and he has more offensive upside than Dylan Carlson would be because he would be the alternative starter with Edmund shifting into the infield. You answered yeah, my question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's switch over to social stuff. 
What's wrong with Elon Musk? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really don't understand. I don't understand how you can be smart enough to start PayPal and be the richest man in the world and land a rocket on a barge, and yet he is now aggressively pushing Alex Jones, not not just letting him back on, but pushing him out. And I don't, I don't have Twitter X, so I don't understand these terms. But you, if you don't follow him, you're not supposed to see him. But he's pushing him out, and he just did a thing with with Alex Jones, Andrew Tate, and someone else the weird. Vic. Yeah, R- Ramaswamy. What am I missing? You're First about the of all, space what's, a, thing, what's, right? a, what's a presidential candidate doing being affiliated with either of those two guys? Because that's really the world he wants to be in. He's, I think, Vivek is running for office just so he can get his name out there, I which agree. he's done successfully. Yeah, I guess. So everybody knows him, but he's that they're all the same kind of person. And I think Elon, maybe he has always been this way, but he's becoming more of that than anything else. And I didn't he basically strong arm his way into a lot of these companies. It's not like he invented Twitter. He didn't invent Tesla. He kind of work. He weaseled his way into all of this stuff. Right. So it's not like we're talking about this genius. He's really good at, I guess, marketing. He was for a while, but now he's clearly terrible at that because he's killing the company that he just bought. Yeah, their profits uh, ad revenue went from four point one billion to one point eight billion in one year. Mm. Yeah, and it shows. I mean, I was telling you the other day, Dave. Like, I'm so tired of getting on Twitter and just seeing ads for porn all over the place. Yeah, you see porn yeah. ads on I Twitter. S- yeah, all the time. I it just like inappropriate stuff. To yeah. where I'm like, should I not really? have this on my work computer all because the wrong this stuff? is? <laughs> I, that's what I thought for ages. I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about when you say you see porn on Twitter, and now it's just all over the place. Like, I can't. Cannot escape. Wow. It. What I'm getting is ads for like when you go to Amazon to look for a product, and if you keep scrolling, yeah, you get the really cheap. You get stuff the really from China. cheap that with these weird company names yeah. that you clearly aren't real. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm getting. Mm. Yeah, I get those too. And it's, you know, what all of it strikes me as, and this is just mind reading from a distance. But for how, how, up until he bought Twitter, how much criticism did Elon generally get from the public? Like, from a large number of people. Pretty much none, right? Yeah. I mean, SpaceX was always widely I praised. I used to defend Has- him. Uh, Andrew would go off on him yeah. because Andrew was engaged and yeah. I was not. Yeah. And I and he would go off on Elon Musk. This is probably two years ago. And I'd be like, you're pretty hard on a guy that can land a rocket on a barge. But I didn't know him. Yeah. I don't think any of us really knew this. I don't, I don't think he can handle criticism and all of this. And notice who he's surrounding himself with. People who also claim to be victims of being pushed around by others because they tell the truth. Oh, by the way, uh, Alex Jones is now uh, openly saying that Donald Trump is literally the Antichrist. What? And and he is apologizing for uh, supporting him and bringing so many people to him. Wait, (laughs) did he do this with the Musk thing? Yeah. On Spaces? I missed that part. Oh, maybe not on that. Oh, okay. But I watched him do it. Unless I've been fooled again by AI, which is possible. But <laughs> I'm googling it. I don't. I don't find think it. it's that big of a reach that he would say that. I, I think I've told you this before. That as it pertains to Elon, I always there was always a thing about him that I wasn't. I don't know if I, anybody who is that and has become sort of an idol, I always question a bit because maybe we're we're giving this person too much credit or. He's probably not quite as good as everyone thinks he is. I felt that way about him. It wasn't until those those people, the kids, were stuck in the cave. Yeah. And he wanted to send this 
automated sub and the people that he hadn't invented yet that he hadn't invented and all the people who were on the ground divers actually doing the job trying to save these people were telling him no it's not going to work and his response was to call the one guy a pedophile i'm like all right i'm i'm out on this guy that might be a crazy person talking there are i think there are a lot of people that struggle with whatever he struggles with but the problem is when you compound whatever his actual like psychological profile is with being the richest man in the world and having zero consequences to his actions. He's never going to get the help that he needs and it's only getting worse. I mean, it, it doesn't stop. I mean, every week it's like, what's happening. He's, he's, he's pushing conspiracy theories on, on Twitter. Like, and when he does it, it carries weight with his dudes, with his bros. The Elon bros are like, Oh my God, if Elon's saying it, it must be true. And then you're 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 amplifying Alex Jones and you're amplifying Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is being prosecuted for human trafficking. I mean, this is not just a guy with bad opinions. Now let me ask this question. Why is our attorney general getting involved with the media matters thing? In Missouri? Yeah. I don't know. Why? I didn't know about this. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh Media Matters did a thing where they set up a bunch of accounts, Twitter accounts, to see how much anti-Semitic content they were getting because they were trying to do a story on it and measure that anti-Semitic content is up on X, Twitter, whatever, since he took over. And I don't know all the details of this, but I, I guess... Musk is taking exception to the manner in which they went about doing this. And they, they, they say he is claiming that they screwed up the algorithm and they made the anti-Semitic content be more uh, out there than it actually was. And uh, now Andrew Bailey is getting involved. On which side of it? Uh, on Musk's side. Investigating media matters. Investigating media matters. Not sure how that's a Missouri thing. You would think that's more of a like if it's an issue. There are a bunch of attorney generals around more the of country. A federal who, government yeah. thing, but yeah, yeah. so it's I, a, I'm not trying to be cute here. I really can't keep up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. on one hand, when I think of Republicans, I think of very pro-Israel, and then yet uh, you have a brand of the right that so you know what I'm saying. Like I, 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 I just can't keep track of the scorecard. Like if, if you're supporting Musk, who is defending the anti-Semitic stuff. I don't think it's necessarily like all Republicans are. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Musk. that at all. That's what I'm saying is that it's hard to keep up with. Now, wait a minute. What faction and I know, is I know what flavor? The GOP is yeah. not monolithic. Right. Nor is the Democrat Party. Yet those are pretty far apart. So here's what Bailey said in the letter. Quote. Radicals are attempting to kill Twitter because they cannot control it, and we are not going to let Missourians get ripped off in the process. I'm fighting to ensure progressive tyrants masquerading as news outlets cannot manipulate the marketplace in order to wipe out free speech. Something that you guys have told me that I I didn't think you were lying to me, but I, I just find it hard to believe because I've heard about Twitter so much. Uh, but they listed today where people get their news and Facebook is 30%, and then it goes down, and Twitter is last at 12%. Yeah. TikTok's at 14 or 15. Yeah, yeah. So, and and it's been a huge shift that there are more people who consider themselves conservative uh, who have gone to Twitter, and most people who consider themselves liberal have left Twitter. So there's been a big change with Which that. Which is funny, because a couple of years ago, it was the opposite. Yes. 
because everybody's running to Truth Social and Gab and Parlor and all that. Quickly. 153 DGS. Here's one of my favorite things about the show, and uh, may I say about me, and anyone who knows me knows I'm not a big fan of myself, but this makes <laughs> me laugh. Uh, it's been an hour. We're talking about all sorts of things. I'm giving opinions, and you know that Eli, he, he's down 12%, and Donald Trump, and blah, blah, blah. This is a picture of a red M&M that is sitting as we speak on the floor of the newsroom. That is a really cool-looking picture. And I had to fight against bending over, picking it up, and eating it. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't, I'd do it in front of you guys, but the normies out there in the newsroom, they don't need to be seeing that. But I went from real people listening to CamoX and me giving real opinions to, I think I'm going to eat this M&M off the floor. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not even like there's more than one that makes it worth it. I'm just going to bend over and eat it. You want a real challenge trying to convince Ranj to do it. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Is that like getting caught up in gears for you? I don't eat, I don't eat anything that's been seven inches from the floor. <laughs> what about this, Ranj? Because I saw Dave eat something today. He dropped a little piece of Cheeto on his chair in the talent office. Where my mm-hmm. butt had been. Yeah, and then he ate that. Oh, Would hold on a second. That? It's not just your butt. Yeah, I know. Lots you know how many butts have been on that chair? You ever yeah. had a Cheeto? They're all wearing pants, <laughs> They're Ranj. really good. <laughs> Are we, odd, are we the odd couple? You're got, now. This finally, I found something that I can't. Dave can't cosign. <laughs> you know how much ass was there? Yeah, Here, but, in, Cheeto? but in pants. Nobody's yeah, putting their do you, well raw do you think, butt on there. You know, but they're releasing <laughs> and, and gas. <laughs> yeah, a exactly. Couple, it a, few, a few years ago, I got this certain kind of uh, vertigo. And it's when your little crystals in your inner ear get displaced and you're swimmy and you're <laughs> sick. And I went to Dr. McAnoyer and he was going to fix me up. And I said, I need to tell you something. I said, like, uh, a week ago, there was a, a grape, and it was on the floor in the studio, and it was all dirty and dusty, <laughs> and I ate it, and I just need you to know that. And, and Dr. Kenoyer is about six foot eight, super handsome, and he goes, you are adorable. <laughs> he goes, I can promise you it's not the dusty grape, but thanks for telling me that story. You made my day. <laughs> I needed my doctor to have all the information. Uh, he, how is he positive it wasn't the grape? <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh, Dave. <laughs> oh, I've, I've done so much worse. Yeah. That's nothing. That's tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Man. That's okay. Thank you. That's okay. I'm over it. Just think Thank about you. what of all of our ancient ancestors ate, and we're all still here. Right. That's why I'm still here. Yeah, right. <laughs> the we're the it. ones that made it. Yeah. Kid me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 